the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good afternoon to you. Welcome to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host and gas station attendant for today, filling your tank and showing you how you can pay for your gas by putting your favorite gas station in your will, which might be what's required of you here pretty soon. You can do that right at the pump. You just click this box, DocuSign, right there on that little screen with the advertisements for what's on TV that you don't ever watch. And there you go. I'm glad to be with you again this day, this Monday, and I'll be with you all week here on Southern California Live. I enjoy it very, very much. It's a pleasure to be with you and to be a part of the conversation that we're having here in all of Southern California, L.A., San Diego, and pretty far north. What? How far north do we go? At least into, I think, Ventura and down south, even into Mexico. This is a multinational program. And it's great to be with you. You can give me a call and join the conversation at any time. 888-LA-TALKS is the phone number, 888-528-2557. I invite you to put that in your phone. Put that right there so that you'll you'll not be wondering what the phone number is when you feel like I've got to be a part of this conversation. 888-528-2557. Don't miss it. Put it right there in your phone. It's good to be with you. And uh, we're going to talk about some pretty serious things today that are going on in the world and I am, I'm ready. Are you ready for it? Are you ready? I'm ready. You know why I'm ready? I'm ready because, number one, I got the Lord. But I also have my coffee, the brew of the believer, the fuel of the faithful, the regular of the rejoicing, the premium of the penitent. It's about as far as I could go with whatever uh, gas analogies with my coffee there, but that's what it is. So uh, I'm glad. I hope that you're all set for this afternoon. In the next hour, I want to let you know about this at 4 o'clock. We're going to have special guest, Pastor Philip DeCourcy from Know the Truth Ministry, and uh, you do not want to miss that. Hopefully, you're listening. You're a listener of his program right here on KKLA and KPRZ, and uh, we're going to talk about the world today, what might be prophetically significant about what's happening in uh, Ukraine uh, and around the world in some different ways, and also, maybe more importantly for the moment, what we as believers should understand about our call. Uh, right now, but at any time. So keep that in mind and stay with us during the four o'clock hour. Some of you are in traffic from three to five, so it's simple for you. For everybody else, do not go away. Just keep it right here on KKLA or KPRZ. This hour, uh, let's do a little update on Ukraine. And I want to ask you a question related to the gas prices, which is the big story, I think, for us locally today uh, and across the nation. These are the questions that are being asked of our government And the president, President Biden, is looking to make some deals with Venezuela and Iran and Saudi Arabia for more oil because we don't have any of our own. And uh, apparently, um, is that going to work? You know, I mean, I don't think it's wrong to go down to Venezuela and say, hey, uh, stop messing with those Russians. Why don't you uh, trade with us? It's hard because we have sanctions on Maduro, President Maduro down there. We thought maybe he'd go away with the sanctions, but he didn't. Um, and it's because leaders like that uh, don't care about their people. Did you know, I just learned this today, that Venezuela has more oil than anywhere else in the world. I had no idea that that was true. Uh, And I guess there's some problems because it's kind of thick and it needs to be refined and not everybody can do that. We can. 
Um, but that is, that's a big deal. And there's obviously an issue and we'll maybe talk about that and get your thoughts about it with the environment and some other things. But it is a funny issue to say that we should not drill our own oil here and let someone else drill it because it's one planet. It's one of those things, we're not really going to talk about the environment uh, on this program, but when you get into that, well, not today, and sometimes we will, but when you, when you get into that argument, the whole deal with climate change is it's, it's global, right? It, there is, it's global, and so if we cut back but China increases, or if we cut back but India increases, well, the net is the same. It's, it's a whole different conversation. Anyway, should we be drilling for our own oil or not? Should we be seeking out other international partners to replace our purchasing of Russian oil? That's the big question when it comes to oil right now for us and especially the Europeans. Should we put sanctions on buying Russian oil? I'm shocked at how much oil we buy and especially what Europe buys from Russia. It's enormous. It is a major, a major crisis. 888-528-2557 is the phone number. And... um, so here's a thought for you as we, we get into this. How much are you paying? Did you fill up for gas? How much did you pay? Um, how much did you pay for gas today? $5, $5.50? I've seen uh, $7 um, a couple different places here in uh, uh, Los Angeles. $7 for gas. I remember the first time I ever saw $7 gas, it was actually on a trip up the coast. And the trip was the trip was just going up the coast and you get to Big Sur and there's that gas station up there where it's the only gas station there is. So they just gouge you because, and they laugh at you while you're filling up your gas. $7 a few months ago up there. Um, and I laughed about that. Now it's uh, $7 anywhere. I keep hearing that, I keep hearing that uh, it's $4.25 is the national average right now. The national average for gas, $4.25. That sounds great to me. Can we have $4.25 a gas here in uh, San Diego, Los Angeles, Southern California? That sounds really good to me. Um, Why is our gas so high? Some of it's a mystery. Some people don't really know what the gas price is or why it's so much higher in Southern California. But part of it is California taxes. Earlier this year, an analysis by an Irvine-based researcher, Stillwater Associates, found that Californians were paying at least $1.18 per gallon in taxes and fees alone. So that $7 gas would be under 6 except for our taxes and fees. Uh, and that number fluctuates by a few cents depending on what uh, county you live in and uh, which city. But here's a full breakdown of the added cost, basically. The federal excise tax, $0.18 cents per gallon. State excise tax is $0.51 cents per gallon. State tax estimated $0.10 cents per gallon. Uh, Low-carbon gas programs, $0.22 cents per gallon. Greenhouse gas programs, $0.15 cents per gallon. Underground tank storage, $0.02 cents per gallon. So we're paying a lot. California has the highest gas prices, I think, in the nation, according to, uh, well, according to AAA. They think so in the nation. And here's the statement I have about gas prices. They're a tax on the poor. Can I, just, can I just say that and make that really clear? I think for a lot of us right now, and this is the question I'm asking is, are you willing to pay higher prices in order to protect the people of Ukraine? Are you willing to pay higher prices to protect our, our interests even in the United States? At what point do you say, I'm paying too high of taxes and we should get further involved in this war, for example? Ukrainians are asking NATO to provide air cover, to, to create a no-fly zone. We're saying no. NATO is saying no because if we do that, then we will be directly shooting down Russian planes and they say that will get us directly into the war. 
That makes some sense, although it's funny to me. And I struggle with this. I'll be honest with you. I'm struggling with the whole idea that we're just going to watch these people die and uh, put up a fence to make sure that we can be the goalie for the rest of Europe. Uh, I struggle with it historically because that's what we did with Hitler. We said, ah, he's not going to go any further. Surely he wouldn't do that. Uh, And then we negotiated with him and we came up with some kind of deal. I'm struggling with it just because we're seeing death just uh, in in the worst way in the pictures of kids and all of this stuff. And I know that some of the stuff coming out of there is not real. Uh, It's phony baloney stuff, but a lot of it is real. Um, and you know, that's one of the interesting things about social media today is that we're all taking a look at what's happening real time in this war. It's shocking to me how much it looks like world war two, just not in black and white. And, uh, that's going on. But I wanted to say this about the, uh, the, the gas prices, because I know it affects all of us, but it affects many of you in a tremendous way. When the gas price goes from four to five to six to seven dollars a gallon, for many of you, that's the difference between making it to work. That's the difference between do I need to try to figure out if I can stay home once a week? I did that once a few years ago. There was a spike in the gas prices and it went up to about five dollars. I don't know if you remember that. It wasn't for very long, but I let my staff just stay home at least one day a week so that they wouldn't spend the gas because uh, where our church is located, uh, it's in a neighborhood where nobody can afford to live. And so we all pretty much have to commute. And um, so it's expensive. I even looked uh, at uh, getting a Tesla back then. It was very expensive, but it was surprising with $5 gas how much closer that was to something affordable. But it affects every one of us. For some of you, it affects you in such a way that maybe you don't go out to eat this weekend like you planned because you put it in the tank. But for others of you, it's a great burden. How is this affecting you? Give me a call here, 888 Five two eight two five five seven eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. You can also send an email to, to this program. You can email me if it's too hard to call where you're at at work or something. Send me an email, SoCalLive at KKLA.com, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host uh, for today and all of this week. And we're talking about gas prices and how it affects things. And here's a question I've got for you is what, how's it affecting your life? And how high are you willing to go if it means you get to protect the people of Ukraine? That seems like maybe it's a rude question, I guess. But really, it's, it's very practical. How high are you willing to go before you start to say to our government, you need to do something? Before you need to say, we need to get involved in this war at a, at a further, at a higher level. We're not getting involved in the no-fly zone, I was saying. And it's interesting to me because what we are doing, though, is we're replacing uh, Polish aircraft, so Poland is sending aircraft into UK, Ukraine, their military's aircraft, and we're replacing those aircraft. So we're not sending aircraft directly into Ukraine, but we're sending them to Poland, who then is sending them into Ukraine. And I'm not really sure how, how different that is. And President Putin is basically saying, ah, it's not different. Um, what does it mean? What happens if President Putin decides this is World War III and now I'm going to uh, get you somewhere else? I think that could happen. 888-LA-TALKS is the phone number, 888-528-2557. What is the government doing? Well, we got an interesting suggestion today from our transportation secretary, Pete Buttigieg, Buttigieg, that's how they say you should say his name. It's a funny spelling, but it's uh, Pete, Mayor Pete. We'll call him Mayor Pete. He's secretary of transportation now, but he's still Mayor Pete. Um, and uh, Mayor Pete had a suggestion for Americans for how they can deal with the higher gas prices. Go ahead and play that clip. 
Clean transportation can bring significant cost savings for the American people as well. Last month, we announced a $5 billion investment to build out a nationwide electric vehicle charging network so the people from rural to suburban to urban communities can all benefit from the gas savings of driving an EV. So all you need to do if the gas prices are getting to you is spend $85,000 on an electric car. If you live in a rural area, if you live in a city, wherever it is that you live, Americans, just go buy an electric car. This is the Secretary of Transportation telling you that the way you should respond to these gas prices is you can just go buy an electric car. Uh, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like that's a good response from our government for, for you to go buy an electric car? How many people can afford the average price of an electric car is about $56,000 actually. But that also includes the ones that you buy for your kid, the little Batmobile where they drive around the backyard, um, that, that you get for Christmas. Um, and then the high-end uh, Tesla and some other stuff that's coming out. There's some interesting movement with electric cars today, but that's the suggestion. Gas price is too high, go buy a Tesla, which, by the way, runs on electricity, which you also have to pay for. It seems to be it's out of the it seems to be out of the conversation that you you're still paying for electricity, which, by the way, is also getting expensive, if you haven't noticed. And in California, we try to say that our electricity is green and clean and all of that. But did you know that two-thirds of our electricity comes from out of state? Did you know that? California boasts about clean energy being made here. But uh, the dirty energy we make elsewhere, 71% of our electricity comes from out of state. 71%. California Energy Commission puts it at between 67 and 71%. And it's just been increasing. Over the past about 10 years, it's doubled. Uh, that is really, really incredible. Is that the right solution? Go buy an electric car. Give me a call. Let me know what you think. 888-528-2557. Maggie in Los Angeles. Maggie, thanks for calling Southern California Live. How you doing? Uh, hi, how are you? I'm doing fine. How are you doing today, Maggie? I'm great. Um, in reference to how this gas pricing uh, is affecting everybody here, um, I'm not actually to, I'm in L.A., and I'm about, Say 30 miles from San Fernando Valley, which I was thinking, it just, this thing just happened to me today. It's so funny because you're asking this question. Uh, I've been trying to get together with some friends for over the last, uh, you know, with the pandemic, I haven't seen them. And so we're yeah. finally saying, let's get together. And I'm like thinking, dang, do I really want to spend half my tank of gas for dinner to go meet my friends that I haven't seen in, in, <laughs> in you know, in a year and a half or so? And so this affects everybody. It just seems like every time the administration screws up, we, the people, pay for it. Well, that's definitely, you know, there's an effect to everything. I got a question for you. So at what point in the, in the price of gas did you start to think that way? At what point was it so much that you started thinking, you know what, maybe I don't want to go see my friends? At what cost? Um, like, was it $5? Where was like, it? I, today's pricing, I think it was five sixty nine here, at, at least in um, the South Bay. It's five sixty nine for regular. It's crazy. Yeah, five sixty nine and, and really, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So no, it affects people in, in just so many ways because uh, um, I, I just feel horrible that it's us, the people, that gets punished when it's decisions that are made by administ our administration. And here we're taxed to death already. Yeah, there's a lot of taxes. Thank you for your call, uh, Maggie. Appreciate that very, very much. You know, the decisions that our politicians make in Washington, but also Sacramento and our local politicians, 
they affect everybody's wallet. This is what I'm getting at kind of with the, the taxation of energy at a tax on the poor. You know, it's it's fine to say go out and tax the rich and the rich should pay their fair share and, you know, people you can go out and say that. That's fine. But don't pretend that we aren't finding ways to squeeze it out of everybody, that the government isn't trying to do that. And you know what? Honestly, if I felt like the, the money was being wisely spent, you know, maybe we would argue, well, we got to, you know, do better with our roads and stuff, which we do. But what's really happened there? You know, all the stimulus money that has happened the last couple of years with the coronavirus, this is the primary factor, according to many economists, for driving inflation, which is now what January numbers was, what, 7.5%. I'm not sure what February is going to be, but it's going to be outrageous once we get to March because that's something else that we need to consider here is that these costs, the gas price affects everything. I was stunned at how much milk cost the other day. And I was at Costco. Uh, I went to Costco on uh, on this weekend because we were celebrating the two-year anniversary of the, of the Costco um, sample ladies being taken off the line for coronavirus, and now they're back. So I go and I congratulate them for being back and point out that tragic day two years ago when they were pulled away. And I go to get milk, which we drink a lot because I got two boys at home, and uh, we eat a lot of cereal and they drink a lot of milk. And so it's expensive. And the two gallons at Costco of regular whole milk was about eight bucks. And it was $5 the last time I went. The last time, maybe maybe it was like 550 or something. But I was stunned at how high that went up. There's a lot of things that affect that inflation. Um, The national debt. See, the national debt increases inflation because it's not real money. They're just sort of printing real money. And the economy has to adjust to that. When you, when you just throw the monopoly money out there, the economy has to adjust so that it, it sort of flows through the rest of everything and has whatever the value is. And that's why prices just keep going up. And the more we keep spending more money than we have, the more that's going to happen. And this is what's happening with, with government a lot is we're spending more than we have. And there is an effect that may not affect you if you're in government, may not affect you if you're particularly wealthy to a certain point where you're not thinking about the gas prices. That's why I asked Maggie what her gas price experience was. At what point was it that she feels like, I'm not going to go visit my friends because it's too expensive. I'm thinking about this. I'm probably going to go to Arizona, visit my parents next month. And uh, at what point is it just going to be really, really expensive? We usually go to Chick-fil-A and we stop at a couple of places you know, for meals along the way. At what point do we pack a lunch now? Because we're going to have to put it in the tank. I think that's coming. And for some other people, uh, you are deciding, do I even go to work? Can I make it to my job? It matters a lot. 888-528-2557 if you want to join the conversation. We're talking about gas prices. And uh, you know, one of the things that I'm interested, if you have this opinion, how high are you willing to pay, let's say, to protect the people of Ukraine? Or how high are you willing to pay to stay out of the war uh, at a higher level than what we're in? How high are you willing to pay um, for whatever reasons might be go- coming your way? Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. It affects us all pretty good. And then the government is asking us to buy electric cars, um, which if you're going to buy one, you know, I don't know that I'm not here to promote which kind to get, but I'm pretty happy with how Elon Musk has responded to things. Did you know about this? You probably heard this, that a guy named, a guy who's in the government for Ukraine, uh, Mikhailo, I'm, I know I'm butchering his name, uh, it looks like Mike Halio uh, Fedorov, he texts on Twitter. He Twitters 
uh, Elon Musk, while you try to colonize Mars, Russia is trying to occupy Ukraine. While your rockets successfully land from space, Russian rockets attack Ukrainian civil people. We ask you to provide Ukraine with Starlink stations and to address sane Russians to stand. He puts this on Twitter, and Elon Musk gets back to him and says Starlink service is now active in Ukraine, more terminals en route, and he did it. He adjusted adjusted those satellites so that the people of Ukraine can still get Internet, still get everything that they need for the information to not only come in but also get out, which is a huge deal. And he delivered the equipment for Starlink, which is like a, a portable Internet. It's like satellite. You know, you have satellite television. This is satellite Internet and communications that uh, Elon Musk's company has put out there. That's an incredible thing that somebody reached out to him publicly on Twitter and they got back. I had a problem once at church with a phone company, and they weren't getting back to us, and it was kind of terrible. I shouldn't mention which phone company I'm talking about, but their initials are AT&T. And I went to Twitter, and I tweeted, your prices are unfair. Look at what you're doing to this church. And they got back to us in seven minutes and solved the problem. It was an incredible, incredible thing. Anna in Los Angeles. Anna, welcome to Southern California Live. Anna, are you with us there? Anna in Los Angeles. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. How you doing? Uh, okay, my phone isn't that great. Anyway, I'm. You know, Biden should let the pipeline go through because he's cut it off, and we could have gas then. And then, what are we going to do if we keep getting electricity with electric cars when they were having the, the fires and the electric grid kept going out because people were using too much electricity or something? You yeah, know? well, there's yeah, there's certain problems here and there. How do you feel about should America? be completely energy independent or is there a reason for us to be importing so much from other countries? No, I think we should be completely, uh, you know, dependent on our own stuff. And I think we could be with the pipeline open. Yeah. The pipeline uh, is one of those things. It'll take a while for that to impact us in the tank though, but it's one of the many things plus some more drilling and other stuff that we can do. And, you know, people have environmental concerns about those things, but you know, the United States is going to be more environmentally conscious about how we drill and do all this stuff than many of these other countries that we're getting it from who don't care. And we're still going to use it. That's the thing is that we're still using the oil, whether we get it from ourselves or we buy it from some other place with respect to global environmental policy and ideas and concerns that people have. What's the difference? I'd be real curious about that. 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. And we're talking about how gas prices concern you, how they're affecting you. Give me a call and let me know, 888-528-2557. And I'm wondering how high you're willing to go to help the people of Ukraine with your gas prices. Should the president, should uh, Washington, it's really an act of Congress, probably more than it is the president. He has some role in it, I think. But everybody's going to have to agree. Should we cut off all of our imports from Russia? Should we work really hard to become completely independent of foreign oil altogether, but especially from Russia? How high are you willing to pay for gas in order to make that happen in the short term? 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. This is the Monday edition of Southern California Live. I'll be back in just a minute. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody. Scott Furrow here with you on Southern California Live. Great to be with you today on this fine Monday afternoon. I get to be with you all week. And 
on today's show. Coming up in the next hour, in just a few minutes, we're going to have Pastor Philip DeCourcy with us. And uh, stay with us for that. I think that you're going to get a lot out of that interview if you're unfamiliar with his ministry called Know the Truth. He's right here on KKLA and KPRZ on these these stations, and you hear his teaching there. And uh, he is a great uh, speaker, a uh, somebody who has, knows a lot about apologetics, about prophecy, and about who we are to be as believers. And I think at this period of time, when we look at the craziness in the world today, and how fast everything is unraveling. Uh, it seems like it's unraveling. It's really not. It's coming together just as God intends. And he's somebody who really helps us get and maintain that focus in what we're supposed to be. If you feel like, gosh, you know, the gas prices are crazy right now. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. You still need to trust in God. The truth of the Lord has not changed. Our economic situation has changed. And there's a lot of things that are concerning right now. But be not afraid. The Lord is still in control. We're going to talk about that next hour starting at 4 o'clock, so don't go away. Right now we're talking about gas prices and how that is affecting us. You can join the conversation, 888-528-2557, 888-LA-TALKS is the phone number, 888-528-2557. How are the gas prices affecting you right now? How is it affecting your wallet? How is it affecting your psyche? Is it bugging you? And uh, when it really comes to the issues related to gas prices and energy costs, how high are you willing to pay if it means that we stop importing oil from Russia and not just us, but Europeans? How high are you willing to pay if it means temporarily we actually do seek to be truthfully energy independent? It's going to take a while. We were, we were getting there pretty close to it a couple of years ago and the Biden administration backed us off from that. If you open up the pipeline and some of the things, it actually will take a while before that has any impact. Um, And it's not as impactful as maybe some people want to say, but it's part of it. Everything together makes a big impact, but it will take a while for that to actually show up in our wallets and on the price of gas. How high are you willing for it to go, let's say, for us to stay out of the war or increasing our involvement in the war, sending our own troops the no-fly zone is a big issue. 888-528-2557. How are the gas prices affecting you? Some of the latest coming from Ukraine is there's been another conversation um, to negotiate how to help make sure that refugees leaving Ukraine have safe passage. And apparently, and I say these things with with the, the tag on them apparently, because certain things that we hear are not true. That's part of, somebody once said that the first thing to be lost in war is the truth. And that's because of the fog of war. Sometimes things are just unclear, but also because there's a lot of propaganda that comes from all sides. And in this world that we live in today, it's so easy to fake things uh, with video. Some of the videos that you've seen, if you're looking on social media, some of them are very real and obviously taken by people who are on the ground in Ukraine. Some of them are fake. And people have pointed that out. Even news organizations have put out some stuff that's that's fake. They're showing a fire that they say is Ukraine, but it really was someplace in Syria four years ago. I mean, it's just, I don't know why then anybody would do that. You know, why not just show the picture if that's really going on? But uh, there's a lot of propaganda that's going on on all sides. But one of the things that I think is probably true is Russia said that it would hold uh, a ceasefire and open up humanitarian corridors from Kiev to Kharkiv to Sumy and a couple other places. But what was interesting about that is the the routes to get out of Ukraine only led to Russia and Belarus, Russia's ally who also now is organizing troops. 
So that basically says, yeah, we won't bomb your refugees as long as they come into Russia, which makes no sense. Ukraine, it's not funny, but Ukraine criticized the announcement as a, quote, immoral stunt that they would basically have this meeting in order to do that. It's crazy, isn't it? Um, Michelle, welcome to Southern California Live. How you doing, Michelle? Hi. How are gas prices affecting you today? Um, it's actually got me pretty stressed out because I am a driver. Yeah. I drive five days a week. I pick up mentally ill patients and take them to therapy and then take them home. Do you get paid for this? I'm wondering if I'm even going to have a job. Right. Because of this gas prices. Yeah. Now, do you get this? Is your job? So you're getting paid for this. This is not something you do for volunteer. Yes. Okay. Yes. Now, the company you work for, and they're paying. For, are they saying? Are they going to pay you more for your gas? How does it work? Tell us how it works with your gas. Do you pay for that and get reimbursed, or what happens? No, no. They have a gas station in Leonard uh, Grove that all the vans go to, and they have like a charge card or something on file. Uh-huh. So we just fill up with fill up with gas, and then we sign a piece of paper. Okay. Like a charge slip and then turn that into my boss. Okay, so you turn that in. So the, the company pays for the gas, but it's getting a lot more expensive. Uh, why are you concerned about your losing your job? Well, if gas prices get too much, I mean, if they have 10 vans. Uh-huh. It, has, it takes $100 to fill up each one a day. That's $1,000 a day just to pick up patients. You yes. haven't talking my wages yet. Right. You're just talking gas. Well, and the the way it works, if I'm going to uh, just kind of assume I understand how your business works, there is that if if it's a hundred bucks a day now, that means that uh, it was only seventy bucks a day last week. That's how much the gas prices are going up, and they're pro- and they're probably going to go up even further. And the way companies work is that they have to pay the gas; they can't get around that. So what they're going to do is have fewer drivers. Is that what you're concerned about? Probably. Either yeah. that or it'll hurt the medical field because they're all on Medi-Cal and Medicare and all that stuff. So they'll just up the prices on that probably to, you know, try to uh, make it work. I don't yep, that's right. Hey, Michelle, I hope that uh, I you don't... I about this every night because yeah. I just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So, well, Michelle, um, you said you're in Lemon Grove? Yes. Did I hear that right? Yeah. Uh, Michelle, uh, let me just encourage you... Uh, to try not to worry. I know that's really hard. And, and I think there are a lot of people in your situation. That's why I was putting this out about gas taxes and gas increases that they affect people's jobs that for one person who called, I think Maggie was her name called it in the last segment. It was affecting for her, whether or not she's going to go visit her friend that she hasn't seen for a long time for you, it's affecting your entire livelihood and keeping you up at night. Um, Michelle, thank you for calling Southern California Live. I think that Michelle represents a lot of people. And this is something that I'm not sure that we understand. When we have the transportation secretary suggesting that you just go buy an electric car, um, I don't. I should have asked Michelle. She's gone now. But could she even afford that? I, she's probably driving a company van. What I would ask her company is, can the company afford um, an alternate fuel vehicle? Is that even a possibility? It doesn't just show up. And she's worried that that maybe her job will be affected because the gas prices go up so high they can't afford to pay her. Or in her scenario, she says, well, they're charging Medicare, Medicaid. Okay, so maybe she gets to keep her job. But then you know what happens is all of the rest of us are going to pay more because we're all paying into that system. Somebody pays for it. 
And maybe if there is a lesson that we can learn through all of this is nothing is free. It floors me that some things we've heard out of Washington recently is these big plans, these multi-trillion, trillion with a T, trillion dollar plans for infrastructure and other things. A lot of it, we need to spend the money. There's bridges collapsing and lots of problems. But the idea that it's not going to cost us anything is just a lie. There is no economic system where that's true. There is no economic philosophy where it's true that there's no cost. There is, as one person said once, there is no such thing as a free lunch. Tinstoffel, that's the acronym. There is no such thing as a free lunch. Everything costs. And, you know, one thing I would say to you as believers and as people in your churches, you have people in your churches, just like Michelle, who maybe you don't realize it, but she's going to bed every night worried about her job right now because of the the gas prices. For a lot of us, we're canceling our weekend plans because of the gas prices. She's worried about her job. And all of us are going to pay a lot more for all of that. That is the effect of all of these things. And I'm not sure you can really do a lot about it right now. We can complain about the gas prices, but they're just going to keep getting higher the longer that this war goes on. And the the big things that could happen if the war expands into other countries or if NATO has to get involved, uh, we're, we're in for a lot. Uh, that's coming. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you are in churches and you are a believer and you're a part of a fellowship, hopefully you are, build each other up. You have no idea what kind of frustration, what kind of suffering some people might be going through. And maybe you're not quite going through it yet, but I'm telling you, this is a time where people are once again going to be fearful right about the time we, we finally take off the masks. They're finally going to take the, the masks off on the airlines. Uh, I'm going to miss people getting duct taped to their seat, uh, which I was entertained by in the past year, but I'm not going to miss the masks being taken off on the airlines um, and everywhere else. Uh, hopefully we'll take them off the schools every place. Um, that's happening. But we're going to have one fear replaced by another one. As believers... We need to not be fearful. We need to see the world for what it is. And part of our job right now is to take care of one another and pray for one another. I had a very well-attended prayer meeting this week, which I'm pleased uh, about. It's very exciting when that happens. And I think part of it is because people understand this is a weird time that we're living in. And you know the way God uses weird times, the way God uses suffering, the way God uses change, uncertainty as it drives us. And finally, we resort to prayer, which we should be doing all along. But I'll tell you something about prayer, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Sometimes people say prayer leads to revival, but prayer is the revival. When Christians pray, uh, and they're really praying about the salvation of people, about the work of the church, not just praying for people's jobs and people's health and things like that, but when we're really praying against the evil one and we're putting on the armor of God and we're actually prepared to do battle, some good things are happening when we're actually getting prepared this way. This is what God does during hard times. So do not give up hope and do not fear. The Lord is with you and is not confused, and you're going to be okay. You're going to make it. Make sure you're part of a church fellowship and pray with each other and support each other where they need help. I'm going to take a break. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host today. You can join the conversation at 888-528-2557. You can give a call right now. We're talking about the gas prices and how they are affecting you and uh, all of that related to 
uh, the gas prices, the war in Ukraine, all those things. Give me a call, 888-528-2557. We'll be right back with this Monday edition of Southern California Live. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everybody, to Southern California Live. Good to be with you. I love that song, Running on Empty, by Jackson Brown, one of my favorite songs, actually. You know, what's interesting about that song is the analogy in that song is we think of it as we're getting to a certain point in life where we're not really sure where we're going and we're just, we're just kind of barely getting through, right? And I've been there where that song really resonates, but I heard him interviewed about that song, and actually, that is ultimately what the song is about, but it was inspired by the fact that he used to drive his car until it was all the way out of gas, and he would do this on purpose. And sometimes he would be out driving somewhere and uh, there's no gas station in sight. And he's just going, oh, gosh, I hope I actually make it to the gas station. Uh, interesting story for that uh, that old great Jackson Brown song. Welcome back to Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you today, 888-528-2557. Pastor Philip DeCourcy will be with us at the top of the hour. So you want to stay with us for that. We're going to talk about some interesting things going on in the world. And I'm looking forward to that time. This hour, we're talking about gas prices and how they affect us. 888-528-2557, and how it might be affecting your life. And really, and we haven't had a caller talk about this. We're, we're talking about how it's affecting us. I wonder if we're, what I kind of wanted people to talk about, and maybe it's hard because I'm not even sure I know the answer. How high am I willing to pay for gas before I'm wanting a different direction from our, our government, from the standpoint of the war, from the standpoint of our drilling for our own oil, from the standpoint of whether or not we're going to import oil from Russia and other places. At what point am I willing to pay a higher price for gas in order to save lives in Ukraine? I think that might be right now a pretty relevant thing uh, because this impacts us. I, haven't, I wasn't on the show last week. I was on the week before, right as this broke out. And, you know, I think my, my thought at the time was we were a little bit surprised at how bad this was. Maybe we shouldn't have been, but we we are. And we're coming to realization now of how serious this is. And a big part of it is because we're we're feeling it, right? We see it on the signs. Even if you haven't bought gas yet at five fifty eight or five sixty five or six bucks a gallon, you're gonna have to, probably. I'm curious if you have an electric car, is it worth it? Can you would you recommend it? You can give me a call and let me know eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. I looked into it a few years ago. And I was surprised, actually, if you're going to have a car payment. Now, I'm in a situation where I haven't had a car payment for a long time. We kind of do the old uh, the Dave Ramsey routine where we try to pay cash for everything. And I do this because I got in horrific debt a long time ago. It took years off my life, just the stress and the burden that that is. And I feel for you. I totally understand what you're going through if you owe Visa and MasterCard your life. Um, but I also want to encourage you, you can get out of it. And one of the ways you do that is you you go drive a piece of junk for a while if you can do it. And I did it. Um, and it paid off. And our cars are kind of old. Uh, but they run and they are paid for. But when gas prices went crazy, I started to rethink that and go, well, I'm going to have to make a payment. I can't afford uh, the Tesla. But is it worth it? When I'm paying four or $500 a, ga- uh, a month in gas, that's what I was paying, about about $400 a month in gas. And then I thought, well, if the car payment is three hundred is seven hundred and fifty dollars a month, which is around what it would have been, um, but I'm not buying gas, then it's really only three hundred and fifty dollars, and is that worth it? And then I looked into how much it costs to buy the electricity, and then it became not worth it. And a guy right in the Tesla shop 
helped me out with that. I'm not trying to promote you. You know, Tesla's not a sponsor of this program. Maybe they should be at this point uh, today. Uh, I say that because it's been one of the uh, uh, better cars to drive. You see them all over the place here in Southern California. And they have these shops in the mall. Have you seen that? Uh, you go to uh, the Tesla shop in the mall. There used to be a place in the mall where you could buy a piano or an organ. And there used to be a guy out there. Remember that? If you're old enough, there used to be a guy playing the organ and people would go in there and you'd buy an organ, you know, like an organ you'd find in a church. You'd put it in your house. Some of you have that, you know, in your house. There'd be a guy playing it and you'd go in there and you'd buy a piano. And uh, those shops are gone now. Um, They've been replaced by the Tesla shops. That's how I see it. Because I imagine going out to the parking lot and you're at the mall and you walk out to the parking lot and you put your hand against your forehead and you go, oh, I forgot. I got to go back in there. I forgot to pick up a Tesla. Is that what people say? Is that how it works? I, for, I was, came to the mall to buy a Tesla and I forgot. Anyway, I go in there and uh, they charted it all out for me, how much it costs and how much electricity it's going to cost. I looked it up and it depends on where you live. It depends on what you're paying for electricity now. But for each charge, it's going to cost you anywhere from about 15 to $25, depending on uh, the type of car you've got, maybe a little bit more than that. Uh, each time. So you are you are spending money on electricity uh, to do that. And I think there used to be places you could go for free. You could go to Costco or go to the mall and plug in for free. Uh, but I think you got to pay for those things now. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they were. I think they were free uh, at the time. That's what the Tesla guy uh, uh, told me to do. He says, ah, just go park at Costco and uh, fill up for free. This was maybe 10 years ago, uh, eight or nine years ago, maybe. And uh, I thought, well, that's good. I'm at Costco all the time anyway, having a hot dog and having the uh, – Costco should sponsor this program as well. I seem to be giving them a lot of business. I'm going to have to have a bell or something that I ring every time I promote some other other company. 888-528-2557. We have a couple minutes left if you want to join the conversation and tell me how the gas prices are affecting you or what is worrying you. Um, or maybe you think, you know what, this is okay. This is an okay deal. There have been some people – politically speaking, who believe that we should push the gas prices up in order to force everybody to buy electric cars, uh, like our transportation secretary, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, said today, uh, which just isn't really possible for a whole lot of us. It's not really possible for me. There's no way I could afford it. Um, I could, but then, you know, I'd have to, you know, move in with my parents or something, which is also becoming a, a thing these days. You know, something I wanted to also say, is during this time, we think a lot about the price of things going up. We think a lot about California, some struggles that we have here, and maybe some uncertainty. One of the things that I was inspired by, many of us around the world were inspired by the comment that was made by the president of Ukraine last week when I guess the way it goes is our government, President Biden or somebody called him and said, hey, we'll get you out of there. And what they're doing is they're they're setting up a government in exile, kind of World War II style. So Ukraine will fall. It'll become Russia, you know, sort of, but there'll probably be a resistance for 10 years, 15 years, however long. And then maybe one day that government can move back into Kiev, just like the government of Paris moved back into Paris. And what he supposedly famously said uh, to President Biden was, I need ammunition, not a ride. He said, the fight is here. I need ammunition, not a ride. You know what? That statement rallied the world, actually. It's unbelievable how that changed the attitude, not just of us, but the attitude of everybody in Europe, people around the world, even changed Germany. I mean, if you think about it, two weeks ago, 
Germany was saying, ah, we're not going to get involved. Maybe we'll send some helmets. That's what they said. Like they've got some, you know, Kaiser Wilhelm era helmets left over in a storage facility somewhere, and they're just going to send those over to the Ukrainians. And that's all they were going to do, and that's because they they get so much of their energy from Russia. It's about 30% of what they get uh, their gas from Russia right now. And the pipeline that they were about to open, the Nord Stream 2, was going to um, create a very huge reliance on Russia. Well, they've changed their mind. And a lot of it happened right after the president of Ukraine said that. It also happened after 100,000 Germans went in the streets in Berlin and said, we need to help these people who are our neighbors. Uh, That was pretty uh, influential as well. But I thought about this statement from the context of who we are as believers. And when we think about the world today, we spend a lot of time as Christians talking about heaven and thinking about getting there. And I think that's good to have that in the, the forefront of our mind, as one person likes to say, for the Christian, our best days are always ahead of us. No matter how hard it gets for you, your best days are coming in the future, because in the future, you're going to be with Jesus. Though No matter what happens, your best days are in the future. And to think about that from a heavenly perspective is very good. However, sometimes we only think about that, and we don't think about the battle that we have right here. The world that we live in here that we are called to be a part of. And this is something we ought to do. And I thought, you know, you could apply this a little bit to us as believers from a biblical standpoint, that the reason we put on the armor of God, the reason that we do what Paul tells us to do in Ephesians, to put on this armor of God, because our struggle, he says in Ephesians 6.12, is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. So when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. And then he talks about the, the armor of God that we should put on. You know, I thought, you know, this is the same kind of thing that we should say here. The fight is here. I understand that one day we're going to get a ride. One day we're going to be caught up with the Lord in the sky. One day we will pass away and we will go be with him forever. That is coming, and that's where our hope needs to be, and we need to to not ignore that. But for right now, you know, I think Zelensky might take that ride eventually. If if Kiev falls, you know, if things are just lost in Ukraine, maybe he takes that ride eventually. We're going to take the ride with Jesus eventually. But my friends know this. The fight is here now. And we need ammunition. We have it. We have the Word of God. We have the Holy Spirit. And we have each other as part of the church. The fight is here. We have ammunition. And we'll get the ride later. The ride is guaranteed. Let's do battle the way God calls us to do. We're going to spend some time talking about that here in the next hour with Pastor Philip DeCourcy. I'm looking forward to that. I want you to stay with us. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host for today on this Monday edition of Southern California Live. I want to encourage you to go to the website at kkla.com if you're in the Los Angeles area and kprz.com if you're listening in the San Diego area. Check out all the different opportunities and other programs and ways to connect with each other right here on this fine radio station. I'll be back here with you in just a few moments. Stay tuned. Don't go away. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.